And now, Wolf Bites Open Mic. The Bass Jackers. I just came home actually from tour. Hey guys, this is Phoenix Paul. Hey, what's up? This is Sean Frank. Wolf Bites DJs and your favorite artists. Sophie Francis. Sophie, thanks for joining us today. Hi, it's super nice to join you guys. What's up, guys? This is Ahmed Van Buren. Now, Open Mic. Welcome back to another installment of Wolf Bites Open Mic. Chris Lehman, Nathan Wyatt Ingram with you. Joined today by Haley Ann couple of popular songs playing on our station right now including long way home and walk through walls and Halian, first of all thank you for coming on today it's a pleasure to get to talk to you oh thank you so much for having me and also thank you for all your support of my music oh absolutely absolutely so uh, i know we we talked about it real quick before we started you're a couple hours behind us where where are you right now i'm actually in southern utah um, I lived in LA for a long, long time, but at the start of the pandemic, um, we actually moved here to Southern Utah. Um, we are in a little smaller town and it's just great to, to be able to be outside and have beautiful nature around us. And, uh, we actually already had a house here, so it just worked out. <laughs> nice. Nice. So, and you talked about moving there at the beginning of the pandemic. So what is, both kind of in terms of your music career and just life in general, what has the pandemic been like for you for the last year? I can't believe it's been a year. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's gone fast. <laughs> it's wild. What a, what a different world we're now in. Um, but yeah, at, right at the start of the pandemic, um, we were already like scheduled to come here and check on the house in between uh, tours. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of shows scheduled for 2020. I was supposed to be all over the world from Holland to Poland, you know, to Asia, uh, just like, and all over the U.S. as well. And obviously after March 15th, all of that was canceled. I did a lot of shows in the first two months of 2020. I did a full bus tour all over the U.S. with Armin Van Buren. Mm -hmm. And then I went right from that to two shows in Russia. And right from that, I went to Singapore, then Taipei, Taichung, uh, had a little stop in Australia, and then did my last show of 2020, well, before the pandemic, uh, in Jakarta. And then it was wild, just like so much touring, and then boom, stopped, everything stopped. It was obviously a huge adjustment, trying to figure out how long is it going to be? Everyone for a while, especially in dance music, we were saying like hashtag save the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you remember when that was a thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was like, that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Um, but we were all hoping that we could, would just be a couple months, you know? So it's like, okay, we'll hang out in Utah for a couple months. And then, but nope, it just kept, obviously it's just, it's been a whole year now. So um, I was able to transition into doing weekly Twitch streams. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of in the late spring, early summer, we started doing that, which was an amazing way to still reach my fans, still get to sing for my fans, get to debut new songs, you know, in a live music sort of setting uh, and uh, connect with them like live and in, in person, mm-hmm. sort of. Yeah. Uh, so that was amazing. And I'm really grateful for Twitch. And I think a lot of DJs as well sort of discovered Twitch through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And it's been a lifesaver for a lot of us. I did a couple of virtual festivals as well. Uh, so there's been some you know, new tools we've taken on and learned how to do, that's for sure. 
And then it's given us more time to be in a studio, work on new songs and work towards the Halion EP, which will be the first one um, for this project. And I'm super excited that we've had time to do that in, in the past year. So has Utah been a great place for you, inspiration wise? Absolutely. I grew up here in Southern Utah and I, I always miss it. Uh, when I was living in LA, I miss it so much. It's so beautiful here. And I feel deeply connected. Just my roots are here. Just feels my spirit just comes alive. Uh, so it's been hugely inspirational for my songwriting, as well as like all the content we create. A lot of the music videos that I did in 2020 are all yeah. filmed here. And it's really awesome, especially if you've seen the music video for Walk Through Walls. Yeah. All of that was filmed here in Southern Utah in some of my favorite places that I grew up going to. So it was the first time I got to use my homeland as part of my art. I think that's such a great thing to be able to tie back your past with your present. Absolutely, I agree. Well, and, and you, you bring up Walk Through Walls and that's one of the songs specifically I wanted to, to talk about a little bit. Uh, and I believe I remember reading, uh, you were kind of a few years ago had kind of decided to focus a little more on kind of some Halion uh, only uh, kind of original works. Is, is that a song that kind of falls more towards that category? Absolutely. Uh, my first solo single as Halion was Dream in Color. And that was a really special one. And then the next one uh, is obviously Walk Through Walls. And we are working our way towards a full EP that will hopefully come out in like the fall of this year or maybe spring of next year, but I'm really hoping for this year. So there'll be a full body of work of Halion solo original. And what about that EP excites you the most? Is there a specific work or just something about being able to, to put that out um, that has you excited? Uh, the next single that I'm getting ready to put out is definitely one of my favorites from, from all of them. Uh, I can't wait. We're talking about doing music videos now and I think it's probably gonna come out in May. We're just like, you know, entertaining all the options. So it just, this particular song feels like it sums me up, if that makes sense. It sort of is who I am as an artist and maybe as a person as well. And so I'm really, really excited to share it. Yeah, and that kind of kind of brings up a, a good question. I, I think something that I've noticed is a, a theme for you is the way that your life is kind of reflected to some extent in your music. Um, so is, is music kind of something that's therapeutic for you as well, I would guess? Absolutely. I think it's therapeutic for every artist. I think we all need a creative expression outlet as artists. And if we don't get that, you know, it's not so great for us. <laughs> we yeah. need an output. Um, but more than therapy for me, it, it is my service, I would say. It's, it's my purpose. Um, it's why I believe I was put on the earth to to, to serve and, and to help people through difficult times and maybe write words that that help them express themselves mm -hmm. 
I find as an artist, if your if your art is purely selfish, <laughs> it it doesn't get you through a lifelong career. You have to find how how what it is that you're giving to the world, because if it's just for you, it's just it has a sort of you're kind of existing in a vacuum sometimes. Well, and I would be interested to hear too. Uh, you talk about kind of selfish versus selfless music. Is there any kind of specific? instance in your career or in any of any of the work that you've done you kind of get to a point where you feel like it it isn't um at like selfless as you as you would you would say there and it, it's not um kind of a, a, as satisfying as you would like it to be I think I've gone through <clears throat> different learning experiences um when I started out very young in music I was kind of in that selfless zone but without the um, background or life experience to really deepen my art. Uh, so my first album came out when I was like 18 years old and I was definitely in like, this is my purpose. I wanna serve and I want I, I want to help the world. But I didn't have a lot to say because I hadn't really lived that much of life. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think obviously I have a lot of fans of that music as well. And people really enjoy my early stuff, which is amazing. Um, but I think as I've grown as a person and as an artist, my my songwriting and my singing and performing has really has deepened into something, you know, something new and different, which is awesome. <clears throat> I think I went through a really painful time period in my early 20s and into my mid 20s, where my art did become more selfish, more about me, more about what I was going through. And I think that's a very natural thing uh, when you're going through something really hard you don't have the energy or the capacity to look outside yourself because you're just trying to get through, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yes. And as I came out of that, you can kind of, it, it, it has a purpose though. It, it deepens you and it hollows you out. My favorite quote is a Khalil Gibran quote from the prophet and it's, uh, it's on pain. And it says, for the deeper that sorrow carves into your being, the more joy you can contain. So I really think that going through those difficult experiences as an artist has this hollowing out effect so that when you come out the other side, you've been through the darkness and you've lived to tell the tale so that others who are going through that dark time can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I think that's kind of our, our duty to get through and survive it yes. <laughs> and come out the other side and, and return back to our, to our mission, our purpose of, of helping others through music. Yeah. And I'm, I'm guessing when you're talking about the, the harder time, you're talking about the, the period of time you went through when you lost both your parents. Uh, and I wanted to talk briefly, briefly about your parents and kind of the influence they had on your musical interests and development, because I know they were both artistic. Um, and so what was it like growing up in that household? Absolutely. Both my parents were very artistic. I grew up in a very artsy household, very creative. Uh, my mother was a visual artist. She was a painter. Her medium was pastels. And she was always, uh, from all I can remember, she was always painting. My dad was a jazz musician uh, and his instrument was piano. So my first performance at four years old was with my dad. Uh, he played piano <laughs> for me, and uh, I have the video. <laughs> so cute. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so I often performed, you know, jazz standards with my dad um, sometimes, and and my mom as well was very and just very involved in me developing as an artist. She had 
she helped with the vision when I was really, really young. She drove me to voice lessons. You know, she was one of those kinds of moms that just gives it all. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and I think I read somewhere too, the two of you, your mom and you kind of went on the road a little bit for a couple of years. Um, what was that kind of like? Yes, we did from the age of 14 until about 18, uh, maybe 17, right before my album came out. Uh, my mom and I rented out our house here in Southern Utah and just drove up from LA to Vegas to Salt Lake, just making any opportunities happen that we could. I was fortunate to open for Kenny Loggins when I was 14 and sing national anthem for the Lakers, um, the Kings and a bunch of other, uh, major sports teams. Are you, are you uh, a big sports fan? <laughs> not really actually <laughs> no I'm not I have to say uh but obviously I, I will watch the Super Bowl and I'm a Patriot fan <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um and so the the last kind of question I wanted to get to there when it uh came to your parents you talked about um kind of the the um where the point in time where your music kind of became a little bit more selfish you felt uh, and I wanted to kind of focus more on just kind of how the role or the impact of music on your life maybe changed, if at all, um, after you lost your parents? Did you feel like it, it took any, any additional role or meaning in your life after that? Absolutely. Um, when I lost my parents, like I said earlier, it, it became my outlet for expressing how I felt because even I did not know how to put words to mm -hmm. that. Uh, and like I said also earlier, I, I, I strive to have my music you know, help people express things that they don't know they feel. Mm. And so sometimes as a songwriter, you don't, you have no idea you felt a certain way until it comes out of you in a song. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely had to get through the grief through songwriting. I would, I would say there's a couple of songs that I wrote that were so healing for me. There's one called You and I, um, that I actually have the lyrics tattooed on my arm. In my mind. You're still real enough to me Even if it's only in my dreams That I see you smile Cause you and I We're always mountains from the sand Life can break us but we stand Every time what was is uh, like rivers to the sea what was you is now in me and that's just about my parents obviously I wrote it right after my mother passed away and I sang it actually at my father's funeral wow. and so that was a definitely there's some there's some important songs yeah. <laughs> in there and uh yeah I would I would say it it evolves and changes in, in my life and is a constant companion <laughs> music is 
Uh, and you talked a, a little bit there about the, you have the the lyrics from you and I, or some of the lyrics from you and I tattooed on your um, arm. And, and one thing I, I did notice was you really take a lot of pride in writing your music uh, and not just singing it. So where do you get the inspiration or is there like a certain place like in, in Utah or a certain si situation or mindset that you have to be in to write? No, I wouldn't say so. Lyrics just, come when they come um i do find that when i spend time alone it's easier to hear them like drop into my my brain if i'm like extremely busy and like flying all over the place and doing a million things it it can also be inspiring but it's not until i take that second and i'm sitting in the bus looking out the window that the lines drop into my head mm -hmm. if that makes sense so yes and no but there's no specific place but is there, there is a sort of state of mind that I have to be ready to listen. Is there a part of the music process that you enjoy more than others? Um, <laughs> let's see. I, there's a few parts that I really love. I love at the start of writing a song when you have a really great idea yeah. and you're like, this is going to be the greatest song. I love this idea. It's so amazing. But if the song is not finished yet, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't love the part in writing a song where you begin to doubt everything you've done. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually like right near 70% completed. Um, and then I love when the production begins to take shape mm -hmm. um, and hearing the sounds just bring everything to life uh, Matt and I do everything together and we are we go through you know all that process together and so I, I love when you are creating something literally out of nothing mm -hmm. you are creating a work of art yeah. that no one can really see and yet they feel it mm -hmm. it's yeah, it literally like in the air <laughs> exactly yeah it's like sonic sculpting and uh, yeah mm -hmm. those are my two favorite parts well and, and as you, you talk about the process a little bit there uh, you've done a lot of collaborations with a kind of a, a wide variety of different artists. Um, so is there a difference and, and maybe even now for you uh, coming up uh, where you worked with like, you know, some, some of the bigger names like in Armin Van Buren or Tritonal versus someone who's more of an up and comer. Is there, is there a difference uh, when you're working with different artists like that? Hmm. Uh, like even just a, a different approach for you. Like this is someone who, you know, is, is more established um, and kind of has an established style or anything like that. Or is there a difference between different yes. artists like that? I wouldn't say there's a difference in how yeah. I work with them as far as, you know, how successful mm -hmm. they are, how many fans they have. I would say though, everything working with every artist is different because when I do a collaboration with a DJ versus working on my own solo original material, I try to take on a little bit of who they are mm -hmm. as an artist or brand wise and intertwine that into who I am. Uh, when I'm doing a solo original work or song, I'm focused entirely on who is, who is Halion and what is Halion saying in, in, mm -hmm. in this piece of music but when I'm working with whoever I'm, I'm bringing in a little bit of them so I'm like empathically like feeling them as well especially when I work with an artist like Seven Lions who mm -hmm. really has a world in which he exists brand wise creatively speaking mm -hmm. I really try to weave those two storylines together Can 
for example, our recent song together, What's Done is Done, Mm -hmm. Some of the words that I choose in the lyric are not necessarily words I would use in a Halion original song, but they are words that make our two worlds collide, which is, mm -hmm. which is really fun. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Is there an artist that you haven't worked with yet who you'd love to? I would love to work with Above and Beyond. <laughs> they are amazing and a huge inspiration for me. I know they pretty much only work with singers that are assigned to them and they have an exclusive little group that they work with which is amazing but you never know and <laughs> I really love their stuff and every time people ask me I put it out there and one day it might happen. <laughs> of course and uh, one other thing I wanted to talk about in terms of, of your name um, you you went with the the name I think somewhere around 2015 of, of Halion what led to that to that name change and how did you come up with the name Halion? Well, I wanted to reinvent myself. Uh, my music had really changed a lot since my first album. My first album was sort of a soft pop, smooth jazz with a little bit of a classical thrown in, which is the music I grew up singing. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, okay, this is who I am as an artist at like 17. <laughs> uh, but it wasn't until about 19 after I'd already toured, you know, opened for Paul Simon, toured with Dave Cause, toured with these incredible artists that I went, you know what? I don't know if I love this music that I'm making. And I went back to the drawing board and asked myself exactly what sounds I loved. You know, what bass sounds, what synth sounds, what, what, what moves me, what makes me excited. And it was electronic music, which is pretty crazy. And I started writing songs and it, my sound changed so dramatically. I went to my label because I was signed at the time and uh, I was like, this is what I want to do. And I had an amazing A&R, who's actually the manager for Julia Michaels now. And she was very supportive. And we made a whole, a whole album. But of course, when it came time to put that out, <laughs> the label was like, this is not smooth jazz. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> so we ha I had to pivot a little bit. And I found my way uh, to dance music. I left my label, which was the smartest thing I ever did. Cause I actually started to make money as a singer <laughs> and, and uh, I started doing stuff just a little bit as Kelly Sweet but realizing when you googled Kelly Sweet a different person was wow. coming up wow and I really wanted you to pop up now different. by the way <laughs> yeah yeah we've changed we've changed the game now <laughs> um, but yeah I really it was a different sound and I, I wanted it to be a new iteration of me as an artist so I was actually looking up um, words I loved in English in other languages, things that I felt represented my brand and my voice. I looked up like light and variations of the word light. I looked up um, air and breath. And I found a, a French word um, for breath that was not used very much. And I don't speak French. So the closest I can say it is Ahlen. And it's spelled H-A-L-E-I-N-E. -E. So a little different mm -hmm. than me. Uh, I flipped a couple of letters in there just to make it different. But it inspired me because it was to exhale. And it's usually used in music, uh, in music notation. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that is such a beautiful word. But what if I pronounce it like an American and change <laughs> it a little bit so that it's not the same word? Um, because I find, I just was feeling that breath is one of the things that connects all living creatures. It's also the most important thing for a singer. Your breath is your support. 
and uh, yeah, it had just so many, so many meanings that I felt were just perfect. So I ended up with Halion. That's really cool. It's wonderful. And your your fans, the aliens, right? Yes. It fits perfectly. Exactly. And I also uh, have always felt a little bit like an alien. <laughs> and I love that Halion rhymed with alien and it was a natural fit. My fans like named themselves the aliens and it just like totally happened. There's an element of my brand that's a little bit sci-fi and that's so me. I'm just a little bit out there in the universe. <laughs> yeah, I think that kind of fits with EDM sometimes though. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and you know, I've only got a, a couple more questions here. One thing I, I thought would was important to note um, is, you know, yesterday was International Women's Day, March is Women's History Month. Um, and I believe you, you put up a post yesterday about International Women's Day. So I thought it would be just a, a nice thing to, to see what kind of a, a message or what kind of an image do you like to portray, particularly to like your younger female fans, both when it comes to your music and just, you know, your life in general? Um, I would say the image I would love to portray, I hope that I, I do portray, you know, is confidence in yourself. I think that's really important. Um, I don't wear like super revealing clothes. I try to keep it kind of just classy. I think it's important to you know, hold your hold your head high and walk like a queen and know that, that you are you are royalty in your soul. <laughs> you know? Um, that's just kind of like how how I like to live my life and what I would hope my someday daughter does as well. Um, yeah. So I always am like nervous about saying like being a, a role model or whatever because it's a no, huge responsibility. I, I don't know if I am a good role model, but I yes, just try. Yes, own it. <laughs> I try to be. Are we ever going to see some Halian rap or something else? You were very poetic when you were talking about the quote earlier. And I was thinking, oh, maybe it's going to be something different other than electronic. You know, I do love to do like spoken word stuff like in the intros. Uh, maybe there'll be one on the EP. I love doing like spoken word stuff in my live show. Uh, we're doing some acoustic shows coming up in Southern California and I'm super excited. So I'm sure there'll be a little bit of spoken word stuff. I don't know if I would go full on rap for you, oh. but. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I, I love that you can hear that. Well, I like the openness. Uh, the, the idea is that it's good. It's flowing. And you, you mentioned your uh, uh, some acoustic shows that you're going to do. And I did notice you, you've got a good number of acoustic versions of your songs. You could take my picture if you post it on your heart, cause I always knew. I'd let you pay my future if you wanted to. I would stay forever, never run away, never hide from you. Uh, what is it about the acoustic versions that you like that are a little bit different than the originals? I love stripping back all the way down to the bones of the song when, you know, you're not hearing this awesome epic track, but you're just hearing how the song usually was written, which is to piano, um, and you're just hearing the bones of it. And mm -hmm. I, I find it's just a 
an amazing way to like get closer to a song, maybe hear some of the words you couldn't hear <laughs> and understand the story a little bit more. And it's, it's amazing. My fans really love it as well. They love hearing the stripped down version. Uh, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on uh, with us this afternoon and we've really enjoyed chatting with you. Thank you so much for having me. And again, thank you guys so much for all your support of my music. I can't wait for you to hear the new stuff that's coming. I'm, I'm excited. excited. I'm really excited. Yeah. That's Haley Ann. Remember to like and follow us wherever you get your podcasts so that you can stay up to date with Wolf Bites Open Mic.